name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. We cover film and TV properties for your pleasure. This time, this series, as you know, we're covering Lost Season 1. Madison and I are watching it for the first time. And Steve is a uh, a Losty. What, what's the fandom name? Uh, Swifty. <laughs> okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so that's the shtick. We recap and review each episode play by play. And then we have some fun segments at the end where we talk about our favorite performances, our favorite moments, uh, um, enumerate the, the mysteries as they unfold, which ones have been solved, which ones have not. Madison is not here. You've probably mm-hmm. noticed there's only two blocks on your screen. If you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, if you're listening, you didn't know. Now, you know. And now you know. She's but you know, uh, gallivanting. You, you want to know something else, though? Yes, please. I, I know I said I love trivia. Lost fans are called Swifties. They're actually called Lostaways. You just found that out? I looked it up, yeah. Okay, so you weren't <laughs> really a member until just now. You would have known that. I would have known. A true Lostaway would know, yeah. I, I, I've, I've outed myself as not a true Lostaway and just a huge fan of Taylor Swift's music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the name Lostaway. Just going to throw that out there. I get that it's a play on Castaway. Yeah. Not the movie with Tom Hanks, but the actual. What do you state call? Of being. What, what do fans of the movie Castaway call themselves if not Lostaway? Wilsons. Wilson. Oh, there we go. Uh, ball lovers. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Where my beach balls at? <laughs> Where my Wilsons stand up? Anyhoozle. That's what we're doing today. You can email the show at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. If you're a patron, wow, we appreciate you. Number one. So much. Number two, if you have messaged me in the past couple of weeks, I am trying to respond. It just occurred to me on the drive to the studio that I could post this on Patreon and not just the Discord and the podcast. Uh, <laughs> duh. It's not letting me answer your messages right now. Patreon's being silly. Uh, it says this account has blocked you when I try to respond to every single message. So obviously, the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, this guy's really pissed. <laughs> what I do? That I took a couple days to answer this <laughs> message, I guess. Uh, but no, it's every single account that has messaged me says that. So it must be some kind of glitch. I don't know what's going on. It has been occurring since around January 19th. And uh, I just kept ignoring it. Like, it'll fix itself. And now I'm like, it's not gonna. Uh-oh. You're logged into the, to the streaming things account, right? Yes. Okay. Interesting. It doesn't do that for me. Yeah, I'm not logged into the one that everybody has blocked because I've been sending dick pics. So that would have made sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dickpics.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I buried the lead. Um, so that's weird. We have to, we have to put a ticket into Patreon and yeah, be we'll, like, we'll what's up ticket. guys? But I just want to let you guys know the glitchiest program of all time. Patreon. Yeah. So if you want to pay us money and have me not be able to speak to you, you can go to patreon.com <laughs> slash streaming things, but you can also get a bunch of bonus episodes. We're cooking up some new stuff for 2024. More news on that shortly. Uh, I would say another week or so, and you guys are all going to get big news and big plans for the remainder of the year. So be excited for that. You can also go to streamingthingspod.com to find other episodes. And please, if you can't support us financially, we more than understand that, and especially in today's climate, but what and climate change. But what you can what you can do is uh, ignore that climate change joke and uh, rate and review the show wherever you're listening to this. Spotify, even Google Play, if you're one of those four guys. Uh, Apple podcast, those kind of stuff that helps other people find us, puts us up higher in the feeds, the algorithmic wasteland that mm-hmm. is the internet. Please, please do that if you have not done so. Please. But this is Lost episode 21, The Greater Good. Greater Good. Which I cannot say without thinking of hot fuzz. Yeah. Same. Every single time. Make Sanford great again. Crusty <laughs> um, jugglers. Steve, what do you think about this episode? I know you were revisiting it. 
What'd you think? Yeah, so this episode was fine. Um, yeah, it's not one of my favorite episodes. It's pretty middle of the road um, in terms of things I like. There is some comedy thrown in with uh, with Charlie trying to hmm. calm the baby down following Sawyer. That, that'll always get me, give a not laugh. Not the terrorism. That's not the comedy that you were alluding to. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but the terrorism angle is a little, it, it, it is very early 2000s, mid 2000s, terroristic panic type stuff. Um, we had a war on terror. It happened a long time, but yeah. And, and to be, to be fair, like it just seemed very strange to, to put Saeed in this, the storyline, especially when in the present day, he's trying to make Shannon feel better. And, um, yeah, it's just very bizarre. The, the, the events that happen for a lot of characters and, and the whole thing is, you know, in the in the flashback, Saeed's got to do this mission. He doesn't want to do the mission for the, the CIA because he wants to find information on where Nadia is. Mm-hmm. But in the present day in the island, his mission, it's Shannon going like, I, you love me, right? You think there's a future between you and me, right? Then kill John Locke for me. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. such a strange, like, hard turn. Um, it's a lot. I think the writers took some shortcuts in this episode that don't benefit sure. the show. I'm with you on that. I think it's a fine episode. Um, yeah, it's it's mostly harmless, but it's also just like I can do without it. Mm-hmm. What, uh, but do you have anything to add to that? It seems like we're on the same page. Not really. I do appreciate ah, this. I don't, I don't want to say this in a way that sounds gross. I'm a little scared, but I, I think it'll make sense to most people is that like, especially in 2004, this is like the height of Islamophobia, which still persists today. I'm not going to act like it doesn't. But I was a little... Oh, okay. That they they did take some pains to um, sympathize and humanize with people like Assam and yeah. you know people who are uh, indoctrinated and uh, the the things in their life that might occur to lead them to the path of you know martyrdom and things like that. And but it is it's all enshrouded in this I hate to say silliness of like that the CIA would reach out to. Um, this random Saeed, guy, yeah. Which, like, <laughs> even that's fine. But the fact that he would take the job, and he's basically just like this undercover agent, risking life and limb, being paid, I assume, nothing, just right. for like information on Nadia. Mm-hmm. How does he have the money to just go to Austin? Did they pay it for his ticket? Okay, that's fine. But how's he like living for the weeks? Like, I'm old enough now where I'm like, where's he pooping? Right. Where, you know, like <laughs> things like this bother me. Um, did he immediately shack up with a Psalm and the boys? <laughs> yeah. Did like, they all just play oh, you Call guys of Duty? Half-Life 2 in here? Let's say <laughs> what they were playing. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I didn't even know. I was just like, that's hilarious. Hell yeah. Let's play some Half-Life 2, my guys. Um, stuff like that. I was like, what is going on right now? Um, but, you know, it does. I do love each of these people. I'm curious where the show is going because they each have these horrific backstories. Um, we'll talk about episode 22 later in the week. Mm-hmm. We get some more about Kate. Um, and it's, it's going places, man, where it's like all of these people have dark, dark stories, um, that have resulted in them being in this Island. It's cooking. I'm letting it's the cooking. show cook. The show's cooking. As they say, I'm letting bro cook. Yeah. Let bro cook. But he was just simmering. The stew was simmering in this episode. I'll say. Yeah. This is the part. If you were making a delicious meal, if season one of loss is a delicious meal, this is the part where you put the boil or the, the stew on simmer while you walk away to chop some more onions, yeah. right? Reduce heat to low. Yeah. <laughs> while you mix the mayonnaise and the sriracha. That's an excellent segue for hello fresh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Um, so the show opens with Saeed watching Shannon with Boone's body. 
Uh, and I have to think that Saeed was thinking, that's one problem I don't have to worry about anymore. <laughs> you know? Another problem of the island eliminated. Yeah. Path to Shannon. Oh, good. I cleared. don't have to compete with her brother. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Something we all think when we get in a new relationship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he offers Shannon help, like, you know, because Saeed is... You know, he's a, he's a stupid, nice guy. Saeed. He's super, super sexy, Saeed. He can be a hard ass, but boy, does he have a heart of gold. And he's like, hey, man, hey, Shannon, if you need anything, I'm here for you. Son was telling me how brave he was. Yeah. He wanted to save the medicine for everyone else. He also had a huge, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I know. Yeah, so trust me. You tell me something I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he offers her, uh, offers her emotional solace mm-hmm. um, several times. And, you know, that son told him all these facts about his final minutes and uh, tries to comfort her in that way. Back in the past, it's a Saeed focused episode. Saeed is in custody at Heathrow Airport uh, because I'm guessing racism. Um, (laughs) And, you know, he's Iraqi. Got to put him in a holding tank for 18 hours because he's trying to get on a plane. Uh, It's the CIA. And your friend, Assam Tazia, is a, a terrorist. We want you to infiltrate his operation and find 300 pounds of C4. It's your old roommate, of course, is a terrorist, but they know where Nadia is. They call her Noor. And he's like, nobody calls her that. I was honestly, I know this is a thing that I I have to be aware of. I, I know this exists, right? Mm-hmm. Every country has some sort of version of the CIA, right? Their own version of it, whatever sure. that may be. So there's the... The Melissa Cole from Central Intelligence, right? Yeah. And then her buddy, Robert Hewitt, is from the Australian SIS, which is the Secret Intelligence Service. And I just thought like, huh, I guess Australia does have that. It's just a dumb, ignorant American thing to think of. It is a dumb, ignorant American. I had the same thought when he talked. It just sounds funny for the secret agent to be like, I... You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, to me, it, it definitely, I'm dumb. It very much colors the scene a little bit for as an American viewer, because and it is kind of strange. Like I'm Melissa Cole with Central Intelligence, and I'm Robert Hughes from SIS. I'm here to tell you about you're going to do a terrorism. All right, I'm here to make sure you do a terrorism so we can fight terrorism. <laughs> I gotcha. Let's go to Bondi Beach. Bondi Beach, <laughs> especially later when Saeed says he's not going to do it. And he's just talking to the CIA agent. And then out of nowhere, that guy pops up. What do you mean? And I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, Why no. are you having a laugh? I forgot. I forgot. He's not British. Steve. I know. I can't think of what the Aussie version of that is. Putting a shrimp on the Barbie? You're putting shrimp on the Barbie? Yeah. Are you not putting shrimp on the Barbie? You're not going to let the dingo eat the baby. I'm sorry. I'll oh, that was very sad. She, a woman lost a child. <laughs> Don't bring that up. <laughs> Back in the present, Kate finds Jack, who's just like walking in circles, looking to kill John Locke. <laughs> I just um, love this visual of last episode. It ends with him going, John Locke killed Boone. I'm going to find him. And then like six hours later, Kate I can't just find finds him. I, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> You're literally 20 feet away from your tent. <laughs> I thought this place looked familiar. Fuck. <laughs> um, I, I, but I like his anger because his anger is based on the fact that because last week I was like, John didn't even lie that much. Fell off a cliff, was in a plane off a tree. Like he fell. God damn it. Yeah. But Jack's protestations make sense in this episode where he's like, I based my whole medical treatment on the fact that he fell. It wasn't crushed. And not crushed under an object, which is different. Yeah. Categorically different. Medically. <laughs> yeah. We, we, it's like the sec, second class we take is crushed versus fell. <laughs> 
Yeah. Do we, we, we recite the do no harm oath and yes. then they teach us the difference between crushing and falling. Yes. Cause like you crush pills to snort them. You don't drop them off a cliff. Yeah. That would never work mm-hmm. personally. I mean, not very well. <laughs> no, <laughs> you lose all the good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but Kate's like, no, the, the people need you. You are the doctor. You are the people's uh, champ. Then they, we, we go back to the funeral. There's a funeral for Boone, uh, as such on the Island. Um, there's so many people we don't know actors that are just there and it happens all the time. But in this episode and the next one, it is a lot. Uh, yeah. Especially the next one. I have some notes about some of the background actors. There's a character. Them. They just try to throw at you. Like, you know, them in one of these episodes, I think it's the next one. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> and I was just like, what? I can't wait. Just um, so people know we watch, we record all in one day. So we have seen the two up ep- this episode and the next one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little, little little tidbit for you. Yeah, behind the scenes info. Yeah, um, everyone's crying. I, I, like, but no one crying. will speak. No one wants to eulogize him. Yeah. It's awkward. I get it. And of all people, Saeed speaks up. The direct the direction that they gave Naveen Andrews is really funny because they're, they're I all, did not know him. Well, they're, <laughs> well, they're, well, everyone's pretty close together, right? They're just yeah. huddled around a, a gravesite, and Saeed's like I'll speak for Boone. (laughs) I will take it. I will take the ring to Mordor. And they're like, what? And he's like, sorry. Sorry. This Uh, just came out in this, when we're filming this, I'm really into it. I I was watching it on the plane when everything happened. (laughs) Sorry. I really want to know if Frodo makes it. It cut to Ian McKellen looking (laughs) sad. Ah. (laughs) But yeah, he tells, you know, he didn't know Boone, but he he will remember his courage. And I like that they brought up the fact that Boone was the first in the water to try to save Joanna from. It also reminded us for a very specific reason of Joanna. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which was, which is smart. Yeah. Which is clever. Yeah. And, uh, but Shannon is still just, she's very much in shock. She's not going to speak for her brother. Um, and then who, who, who shows up out of nowhere? Kit. Locke. John. Covered in Locke. Boone's blood still. Cause he's been praying at the altar of the hatch all night. Hasn't taken a shower. Mm-hmm. I'm real sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's, we, we found a plane. It fell. There's a radio inside. Boone was trying to help us, but I had a, I had a Charlie horse. So I couldn't go up there. I just want to say, and this is, might be inappropriate. His ass was popping while he was climbing. <laughs> Shannon, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Girl, you get it. I hope he gets to play a vampire someday. And then Arch is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he basically comes clean. He tells most of the truth. Uh, he seems pretty sincere. Was that your read on Locke's, uh, you know, impromptu eulogy there? So I actually Did made you a, find it manipulative or I, I made a note where. I think, yes, John Locke is being sincere that he does, you know, he really, he cares about Boone. He's, he's upset I miss that, my that Boone's, I miss my twink so much. Uh, but there, Charlie, you're on the chopping block. There was a way that John Locke, specifically Terry O'Quinn was delivering a lot of his lines this episode, specifically this scene. And then a scene later on with Shannon, where I feel like he's not really being a hundred percent genuine in a weird way. Like maybe he, and it could be like a thing where like, it's what the Island wanted. So, I mean, Sorry, like uh, there was a little bit of a coldness to John Locke's delivery was specifically regarding eulogizing of Boone. I do think there is an element of that, but I, which is why I asked, but I think the way I read it is it's less Locke outright lying or being manipulative and it's more his zealotry. Yes. For the island. Yes. Right. So that's what makes him kind of weird. Um, I think, 100% agree. I think we're on the same page there. So yeah, Locke shows up. Everybody's like, 
You. <laughs> Jack jumps on him. Where were you? I'm too tired to beat your ass, but uh, where were you? Dad, where were you? Oh, shit. I think this might be some of my own personal things coming up right now in this <laughs> yeah. moment. I'm real sorry. Don't forget, I beat super strong Ethan's ass. Yeah. Now your ass is up. I can take your boar hunting grundle ass out. Mm-hmm. Um, Lost. Jack almost passes out and they make him go get rest is the rest of that scene, essentially. Uh, back in the past, Saeed is in a prayer group. I don't know what you call that. Uh, they're facing Mecca. They're doing that. His whole his old friend, Assam, is in there. Mm-hmm. And so he's apparently taking the taking the mission. He's infiltrating. He's letting Assam see him. Right? Yeah. Assam runs out just as planned and says, oh, my God, Saeed, what's up? Oh, my God, buddy, buddy. we should hang out and play Half-Life 2. Dude. And Saeed's like, oh, my God, I love that game. I really, I'm really good at that game because like, <laughs> he's always so chill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I enjoy that video game. Do you know the secret cheat codes? I will teach them to you. I am certain that Half-Life 3 will be out very soon. I feel good about that. <laughs> Quote me on this. What could go wrong? By the year 2007, Half-Life 3 will be out. <laughs> Take that to the bank, Assam. <laughs> That's a really funny joke for any video gamers out there. Um, uh, but yeah, I do love how the way they film it, they're, they're at the mosque, um, they're praying, and Saeed just burning a hole in the back of Assam's head. And then turns away at the right moment for Assam to look and see yeah. him. And then when they meet in the courtyard, he's like, dude, <laughs> my shit. college roommate. You want to go one-on-one some football? You're in Australia too? Everybody goes here. What are the odds? How's your dead wife? Ooh, ah. dead? <laughs> <laughs> she was killed very tragically, um, just out shopping and was uh, a wayward bomb. Uh, but Assam and the boys are playing video games and... <laughs> He, t- you know, he goes back to their apartment. He realizes the smoke alarm is a bug, right? Not a literal bug, but a, a audio listening device. And, you know, kind of oh. wins, wins their trust. And there's a cool moment where uh, I forget his name, Hadid or something. Hadad. Hadad is over there and you think that he's suspicious, right? And he's like, I do not think it was happenstance that brought you here. And you're like, oh, no, he knows he was sent by the CIA. It was fate. Ooh. It was a cool, you know. It's a little low-hanging fruit thriller style, but it worked for me. Can I be honest with you about how dumb a person I am? Sure. So that whole part where... You uh, thought he was just fixing their smoke alarm? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're smoking hella cigarettes. They're smoking so many and cigarettes. he realizes, oh, no, that smoke alarm should be going off. I bet it's a bug. And he walks over and he fixes it. And they were what if like... just put a battery in and it goes off? And they're well, like, first, God damn it. We unplugged that. <laughs> That's what I thought they were going to do. Like, dude, we, we're smoking. We don't want it to go off, you idiot. <laughs> Assam, why are you bringing us a square? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He was in the Republican Guard. He doesn't smoke. Um, he really believes in safety. <laughs> he does. Back in the present, uh, he... He used to be a property manager in Iraq. (laughs) (laughs) You have to keep these on at all times. (laughs) This is a health code violation. This this will save lives, okay? You want the building inspector to walk in here? Uh, I'm sorry. The building inspector? (laughs) Son and Charlie. She will have my ass. (laughs) Son and Charlie uh, tell Claire that she needs rest. We'll take turn up head because the baby hasn't been named yet. Turn up Um, head. And Claire's doesn't trust them and why should she with her baby yeah like there's a crazy tom cruise lookalike running around in the woods trying to steal it it's wild charlie finally convinces her to give him the baby and get some rest and we cut to Locke going up to shannon 
I got to tell you, I hated this scene. It was very hastily written. It's not something Locke would do because it's so insensitive. You know, he's just kind of like, yeah, it starts Here's off Boone's okay. Bag and I, I really think we should make this about me and whether yeah. or not you forgive me and not your grief at all. You know, it's just not something we would do. Yeah, this was this was part of the, the thing that we kind of spoke about earlier where I think his zealotry is coming out in ways that don't really... In a way, like, yes, Locke is a zealot about the island, but I also don't think he's this cold. Right. Which I think they're trying to make you, again, this whole season, they're trying to make you always wonder, what is Locke's motivations? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? What's going on with him? And this is definitely them just trying to make you think he's villainous when we know, we know like, in a way that doesn't ring true. Because, yeah, the whole, like, it begins well, where he's like, hey, I'm really sorry about your loss. Here's Boone's bag. You probably want it. I didn't go through it. I swear, this is this is for you. But I hope you can forgive me because I have also lost parents. And like, really, when you think about it, I'm the victim here <laughs> yeah. because Jack keeps beating me up. And but but yeah, and also like he was my bottom, and I I lost a lot. Look, okay, we both had sex had sex with Boone. Yeah, <laughs> we can connect on that, right? Yeah, she's as, like, what? As kissing cousins. <laughs> you, we, you get it in a way i've kissed saeed in a way <laughs> how did he kiss saeed because shannon's kissed him and she's kissed boone and he's kissed oh boone. yeah then, <laughs> so th- like john Locke's like thank you for that yeah you know that commercial that you used to see about like abstinence where it would say you kissed 47 people every time you kiss somebody or whatever and oh yeah yeah that's what that's where Locke's coming from mm, mm. um he helped work on that commercial <laughs> so shannon goes to saeed after seemingly forgiving Locke and says, you said you'd do something for me? What you alluded to earlier. And he's like, yeah, anything. Kill John. <laughs> <laughs> what a hard right turn. We're like, that what? Is. I'm not buying this at all. Um, I love the way she says it too. She, she, she doesn't, she's aware. She doesn't want to be caught in an entrapment scheme because what she says is, hey, John Locke killed my brother. Are you going to do something about that? Yeah. She knows his penchant for recording Wink. devices. He could be a cop. Yeah. She's not, she's not down to go to island jail. Um, and then we cut island to, jail. <laughs> we cut to Kat, uh, Kate still tending to Jack. He's still being stubborn. No, I've rested plenty. <sighs> and she's like, you literally didn't. You literally didn't. You jerked off and <laughs> sat there for a second. And you're not ready to go back into running the island. He's got bags under his red bloodshot eyes. He's all pale eyes. from like giving a bunch of blood, pints yeah. and pints of blood to Boone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she drugged his juice. He's like, oh, I feel a little woozy. What's that? She's like, the drugs I gave you. Super frowned upon, but I did it to help I you. I did it, yeah. He's like, um, oh, okay. This is the thing I apparently do and will keep doing for at least <laughs> the next couple episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we getting these drugs? <laughs> I don't know. Um so he passes out and then Locke is washing his boon blood off. Question yeah. about this scene specifically. Uh-huh. So he's washing the boon blood off of his shirt. Sure. Is he doing that in their water supply? <laughs> I think that's just like their designated <laughs> watering hole for baths. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. It's so funny. Did Michael ever. If Walt can't. was like, that's why Walt was so disgusted. <laughs> dude, dude, I drink from there. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, shit. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, Walt's watching, but even Walt's not fucking with him now after Jack said he's a liar in front of everybody, right? And it's pretty scary. Like if you hear from a child's point of view, if you hear like someone respected like Jack call Locke a liar and then you see, just see him just yeah, he's covered, covered in gore. Not looking good. It's not a good look. And then Saeed walks up and sees his scar and asks about it because he's in, he's in interrogating mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like that call back to the kidney operation, right? It looks surgical. Yeah, It's a it's war a, wound. 
that's what Locke says. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saeed asks him to take him to the plane. So, hey, there might be parts for that radio we can salvage for the raft navigational device. But it's really also trying to get to the bottom of things, perhaps kill him for Shannon. We don't mm-hmm. know yet. Yeah. Saeed and Locke start heading toward the plane. And Saeed is asking a lot of questions. And I have to say, I love this banter between Saeed and John Locke. Yes. Uh, I think it's very well done. Uh, they, there's a lot of clever wordplay and it's two masterminds at work, you know, mm-hmm. that are good at withholding information, good at, at understanding things and sympathizing and empathizing. And they're just fully on the same page, but yeah. mistrusting of each other. I, I love it. And how this plays out. And Saeed is someone that Locke has openly admitted. He wants Saeed on his side because he respects him so much for yeah. the skill. And yeah. we find out soon the same is true for Saeed, you know, um, I feel like you're our best chance of surviving here. That doesn't mean I trust you. Uh, but I love the way this plays out. Like, I know when someone's lying to me, there is a plane. And then, to, to, oh, see? And then the plane re- is revealed. And like, Told you you haven't lost your touch, you know? Um, yeah. It's awesome. It's a good It's a good scene. Two great actors just acting it up. Just acting. Love it. I love it. Back in the past. Back uh, in time. Saeed and Assam are playing what most people would call football, what I would call soccer. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a bizarrely empty park in Sydney. Nobody likes just them. just a couple of dudes just broing out, broing out, hugging it up, it's, doing like you can't get past me. I know the the double triple sh- the, the, t- foot touch. Boop, boop, I, boop. I feel like Haddad and his other friend are being real stingy with the sticks, and they can't get on Half Life, so they went outside to play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I told you you can play when I die, and like oh, come on, man, it's been hours. You never die. <laughs> and we find out quickly that it's been weeks that he's been there. Uh, fulfilling his mission, getting close to these guys and these terrorists. And uh, Haddad's got a target already. Assam doesn't know who it is, but he's going to be the martyr. He's going to be the one to blow himself up. Um, and and Saeed doesn't want him to do it, right? He doesn't want to do this mission anymore. He goes back to tell the CIA, I'm not doing it. Uh, and then they threaten to an- arrest Nadia. They, yeah. Now they're they're pressing down on him. Not only are you going to continue this mission, you're going to convince Assam to, go to be a martyr yeah. because that's the only way he'll know where the bomb and the target is, right? So it's important to us to entrap this guy yeah, just to save, to in fact save how many, who knows how many people in innocent lives, right? So Yeah, it's a real shitty situation sitch. because yeah. instead of just like, hey, let's get this guy out who clearly doesn't want to be in this situation. He's in over his head. He's just heart broken because his own loved one has been killed un, un, like unfairly yeah. through his grief people ter- terrorists have swooped him up and taken and advantage of him, him. Yeah. yeah and he is able to be saved from this and instead of saving this person they're like how about we entrap him mm-hmm. uh and just so we can get the other guy it's like you could just get the other guy i'm sure <laughs> saeed clearly knows there's an operation he i have knows an idea. there's gonna be one he Would knows there's explosives let me torture them i'm just saying <laughs> Real quick, I have skills. <laughs> Why aren't you letting me torture this guy? <laughs> I enjoy doing it. I'm not going to lie. I don't even have to hurt him. All you have to do is give me a second controller and I can whip his ass on Half-Life 2. It would be torture. And it will kill him. <laughs> he will hate it. This episode was sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, it's 2024. What does everybody do in the new year? They make resolutions. They set goals. How about we don't do that? I mean, you can. It's obviously nice to have goals, but it's also a good exercise to focus on things that you like about yourself. You know, not making all those high pressure goals that you might fail at and just feel worse. You can set smaller goals. And I think therapy can be a good way to access things that you enjoy about your life and focusing on the positive, the gratitude. And BetterHelp is 
is a good way to do that. If you've never given BetterHelp a try, it's therapy that's entirely online. You can do it all from your home and access a therapist by filling out a questionnaire. And if you end up not liking that therapist, you can switch. Again, along with the theme of this ad, uh, no pressure whatsoever. They're not going to have their feelings hurt by it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. Happy New Year, everybody. New Year, new chances to be thankful for everyone around us. And we are so thankful for every single one of our Patreon members. But now it is time to give a special shout out to our super patrons for the month of January. So thank you so much to Sebastian Generale, Sean Callahan, Stanton Valentino, Bryce Coppin, Susie Callahan, Anthony Corona, Infamous, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jay Scramo, Haley Anderson, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Peaches, Emmy, Haley B, Joe Velez, Michelle, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sunlight. Loving Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Orion Moore, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. Thank you all so much. And with that, let's get back to the show. Back in the present, Charlie is with the baby. Uh, he's singing Itsy Bitsy Spider wrong, as Hurley points out. And hilarious. I don't know if there's like other British words, but that's not it, right? Uh, which yeah. is the whole thing. But the baby won't stop crying. Hurley, this is supposed to be funny as a father. It, it didn't land. And I'm not seeing anything like highfalutin or anything, but it just was like the whole screaming James Brown thing was never going to work. Right. Maybe he was trying to like shock the baby into not crying. Maybe, but, but like, then that baby would immediately start crying. After. I thought it was going to be the Hurley's good with babies joke and which I was ready for. And it was just screaming James Brown at it. And I was like, huh, maybe this is to subvert your expectations because you would assume Hurley is good with babies. Yeah. It Hur- it's Hurley. He's like a big walking teddy like bear. He gives great hugs. Yeah. Definitely gives great hugs. But really the one who's actually good with babies, kind of in a way, is Sawyer's voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, I which is funny. Josh Holloway's voice as well. It is. Yeah. Um, but he that could, the, He could read the car magazine to me all day. <laughs> the James Brown does not work. Uh, we go back to Saeed and Locke exploring the plane and he's just like licking up the heroin. Hmm. <laughs> heroin. <laughs> just just once in a movie like in a serious movie like this not a comedy but a serious movie i want someone to do that thing where they stick their finger in the heroin bag lick it and they're like mm, nutmeg <laughs> wait C- cinnamon no 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 it is heroin oh. <laughs> let's try again and then they both keep trying it like just a little more or maybe like a subtle i'm getting addicted joke like I think we should try it again just to be sure. Just to be sure. <laughs> I put my nose in it. Uh, Perhaps we should boof it. Um, <laughs> uh, and they have this uh, interplay. Why did you lie, Locke? Like you clearly told the truth about most of the stuff. Why'd you lie specifically about this? Uh, and then Locke's like, well, why don't you trust me? And Because uh, you lie all the time. Here, bro. I know how to make you trust me. I'm the one that knocked you out. And destroyed the device, yeah. which was huge because we, you kind of led us, you entrapped us last week. We were like, <laughs> so it was Ethan, right? 
And like we hadn't even thought about it. Yeah. That was dirty. <laughs> we were like, sure, I guess. Dance puppets, dance. <laughs> um, and he says that he knocked Saeed out because he wanted to protect the group, the source of the place. Uh, you guys were looking for the source of the transmission that said, they're all dead. It killed them all. That didn't seem like a great idea. And Saeed's like, why didn't you just tell me, man? You know? <laughs> we could have talked that out. And he's like, that's fair. Why'd you p- potentially kill me by hitting me in the back of the head with yeah, a log? Yeah, this ain't the movies, man. I could have had a, I had a concussion. That hurt, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then he asks Locke where the hatch is because Boone had told him about it. And Locke recovers quickly. And he's cleverly says, well... There's two hatches on a plane, forward or aft. Which one do you think he was talking about? Yep. Clever. <laughs> Clever. Clever girl. Uh, back in the past. Back in time. Saeed is talking Assam into it, into being a martyr. And then Assam's like, okay, brother, you want to blow yourself up with me? And Saeed's like, totes. Totes, McGurts. Look, we play Half-Life 2 together. We grew up together. We're Eskimo brothers, right? One time we went Eiffel Tower on that lady. So now I think we Eiffel should. <laughs> <laughs> we do everything else together. Yeah. We play soccer 1v1. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Back in the book. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. Was, that was pretty much it. I thought you had more Eiffel Tower jokes. I was no. going to open the floor. We did an Alaskan pipeline together. My man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Back in the present, Shannon is going through Boone's bag. Um, Saeed comes up to check on her. He reports back. Look, I think Locke's pretty cool. Even though he did knock me out, he says, I think it was an accident. I don't believe he meant to harm Boone, which is true. He's an excellent interrogator. Yeah, he knows when people are lying to He's him. lying about stuff, but not about whether or not he intended to harm Boone, right? Mm-hmm. And he's correct. Walt is, and Shannon's upset, like, fuck you. I'll do it myself. Walt is asking about the raft. He's upset. He's nervous. What if we die? Michael and Jen are getting along great. They're getting really close. They're learning each other's languages. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. Uh, yeah, because he's like, what if we die? And Michael's like, hey, man, we're not going to die. Well, Boone died. A lot of people be dying. Plus, Ooh. pregnant lady fall down. I yeah. can't stress that enough, Dad. That what still if, upsets me. What if special boy fall down <laughs> into the water and the sharks get special boy? Charlie, did you see that email or message we got? It might have been a DM I got, but one of our listeners slipped on the ice while listening to our show. And oh, I did not hear. I did not see this. What? And she said her first thought was pregnant lady fall down. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I are, okay. they, are they okay? Yeah, I think oh, they're okay. fine. Good. Good. Um, just a little spill. Charlie um, comes up and asks Michael for help with the baby. Michael's like, I was estranged from my child. I just met this kid. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to parent. I was initially good with babies, but it's been a while. Uh, Jen is like, no, no, <laughs> brother. I'm not ready for that. Absolutely. Get that thing away from me. Uh, and I do love how the boat boys are getting closer and closer though. Yeah. Boat it's, boys. It's, I like, we're, we're They're just, in that new movie with directed by George Clooney. I think <laughs> boat boys, the boys in the boat. We're just so close to getting a shot of Jen and Michael fist bumping and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I will, you know, you know, that famous, um, I, I don't know. I think it's from like a, like a FIFA tournament, but it's the footage of a bar and all the people in the bar freak out because they're watching something on yeah. the big screen. And so many people like Green insert whatever. Yeah, it's great. Like great meme. If they ever actually fist bump on screen, I will make that. And cause that'll be how I feel. Like, <laughs> yeah, the boys. Can we do an episode of just our favorite memes? That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, is this going to be, I'm predicting it at some point. Jen is just going to be able to speak English. 
And it's going to, the idea is that he learned it from hanging out with Michael. That's my theory. That's your theory? Mm -hmm. It's a good theory. He's just going to be like, what's up, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Been working on the boat all day and I just started thinking in English. (laughs) They go off on the raft, but like come back and he's like, I can speak all the languages. Locke, I challenge you to backgammon. Walt taught me how to play. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ah, pregnant lady, you fall down. I learned many things while I was gone. How about them bangles? (laughs) Who day? Jack is walking up to Kate. um, Or waking up, excuse me, waking up to Kate. Who are those chicks in the back? It keeps doing this. Like two ladies walk by in the background like, and I know they keep, but it's like, who's that? <laughs> At some point, you can't just keep throwing in more extras. There's only like 45 people here. I've seen 13 people I've never seen before in this one episode. <laughs> Stop. Right? Right. Am I, I mean, the only one? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, and he's like, uh, what is that? Chloroform soup? And <laughs> she offers him some soup, uh, which is a fair question. And then he realizes the key that hangs around his neck to the gun case is gone. Jack immediately thinks it was locked. This is such a weird scene because Jack falls asleep and Kate's looking over him. Sure. And Apparently he, she wasn't for he, very long. He wakes up and she's looking over him still. And then someone has stolen something from him. It's kind of odd. Like I wish they would have inserted something where Kate like walked off to talk to Charlie or something. Maybe like had a f- another funny scene of Charlie. Like, Kate, do you know how to take care of a baby? Or even like, uh, no started the scene with her walking in or yeah. ended the last scene with her leaving was all you'd have to do. That's, yeah. That's all you need. Uh, to do. But yeah, it did look like Shannon was, or sorry, uh, Kate was there the whole time, uh, but they run into Saeed. Who's like, no, no, no. I don't think it was Locke. I think I know who it was or whatever is the implication. It's, it's Shannon, right? A storm is coming. A storm has been brewing. So now it's pouring down raining. Shannon's going through the gun case and pulling out a Glock. She's strapped. She's now Gator. Um, and <laughs> sorry, back in the past, Saeed and friends are going to go do a terrorism. Yeah. Yeah. Haddad pulls up in the van. He's like, get in losers. We're doing a terrorism. <laughs> and then he gives them the bomb truck and a gun. Um, and then while in the front seat before they take off, terrible idea. Saeed, he's like, look, man, I'm working for the CIA. This isn't going to go well for you. I'll give you some time to run before I call him. And Assam is understandably very upset. Like, you literally told me to do this. We're supposed to be bros. You were the one person I liked. This would be like mid Eiffel Tower. You just pull out and say, peace out, man. Like, that's awkward. Yeah, you can't do that to a brother like that. (laughs) And so he uh, does not take it well. And you don't know what's going to happen. He points the gun at Saeed. Saeed is like really terrified to die in this scene, which I thought was uncharacteristic of him. Like, of course, it I is. would react that way, but I didn't like that they had Saeed react that way. I thought he would take it more gangster. Yeah. You know? Just like, uh, you don't even know how to fire that man. If you shoot like you play Half-Life 2, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen you play Half-Life you 2. You are trash. I'm okay. <laughs> you are like, what on the leaderboards? Nowhere near them, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> like, if they just kept relating everything to Half-Life 2. Uh, but no, he offs himself, unfortunately, in this scene. Assam does. Yeah. So very sad. Terrifying. I hope um, she makes you, whoever this woman is, I hope she makes you whole again. It is kind of hilarious that Assam's like, you betrayed me for a girl? Yeah. Bros before hoes. Bros before hoes, man. That's the vibe that the scene gives. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back in the present, Shannon has Locke at gunpoint. And Locke's reacting the way that I wanted Saeed to. Like, yep, I think she's going to kill me. Yeah, he's got his arm stretched out like... You're going to do what you're going to do, lady. Do what you got to do. Don't be mad at me because you banged your brother. Like, he's just goading her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he told me y'all was better. 
Um, yeah. And then so like uh, Saeed, Jack and Kate walk up to find this happening. Uh, she eventually does shoot at Locke. She was going to kill him. But yeah. Saeed tackles her right at the last second. So she misses. She kind of just grazes his head. Um, then everybody just leaves. Like they let Shannon. I, I know there's no go. law on the island, but right. I feel like she should have been tied if, up. If or, this was si- or, uh, Sawyer, they would have tied him up in the woods somewhere and they would have beat up on him for a whole ass episode. They handcuffed Jen because they thought he burnt the boat down. Right. Isn't that why they did that? No, they handcuffed Jin uh, because he just attacked Michael. Yeah, uh, because of the watch. So a physical assault, if you know, if you're not a white lady, results in immediate captivity, and you have to wear a handcuff bracelet the rest of your time to your tenure on the island, yeah. right? But you try to kill somebody, and you get like a not John even a, Locke, not even a chastising. Yeah, just like a we get it. And yeah. Saeed's gonna be like, maybe I should have let you. <laughs> we the all have fuck? a choice. <laughs> Yeah, like instead of doing anything like, all right, Shannon, um, there's some harsh consequences coming down for your actions. You're going to have to sit by the fire pit where no one else stands. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. This is what it has to be. And I'll tell you for tonight only, but it's going to be a hard one for you. No kisses. (laughs) Unless you want some. Yeah. And then I'll and then I'll give you some. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is so weird that I guess maybe that just leans into the idea that everyone thinks Shannon is useless and harmless. I like the the fact that they gave Shannon more to do. Finally, I think she's a good actress and I think it's going well. I just hate all of this, especially Saeed being like, maybe I should have let her kill Locke. Maybe maybe they're leaning like you think (laughs) I don't I don't think that's the lesson to take away from this. Maybe I do like that. I'm a criminal. Tell Shannon like yells at Jack like you told me, dude. You told everybody this guy is a liar. You're the one that made me think that this guy murdered my brother. Yeah, maybe that's why they let her go because Jack's like, yeah, I did say that. That's my bad. I was tired first of all. I I was delusional. I didn't give my my orange juice or cookies after the blood donation. Uh-uh. I was not myself. And then there was pills in my juice when I finally got it. Kate, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, Back in the past, they uh, the CIA tells in the SIS tells Saeed that Nadia we're here too, Mike. <laughs> that's Nadia's in L.A. Um, and I do like this scene; it was really cool. He wants to be there to claim the body of Assam because you know Muslims can't be cremated. He needs to be buried, and that's the last thing he can do for his friend. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you don't have time to climb him, Mike. You got to flight, and <laughs> you got to flight in an hour. Yeah, you got to be there two hours early to get through security. For you, I do four. <laughs> know what I mean? Know what I mean? Uh, You're gonna be held up a lot at the security <laughs> checkpoints. This is Sydney, and then. But but I do love how he's like. Uh, well, then change so the like, flight. Yeah, change the flight. I will claim this body. I Ooh. will do right by me, my friend. If he had not changed the flight, it's just like my dad always said, and he was a cynical man. I'm not proud of it. No good deed goes unpunished. What a wild twist! That that's the only reason he was on flight eight one five. Trying if we, to be nice to his friend. And if we can believe Cole and Hewitt, Nadia is alive. Correct. In, in, in I was LA. wondering this whole episode because of the strike and the split between me thinking about the show. Like I thought she had was dead. You know, did I did I did I think that we didn't know what became of her? Like okay. she was going to be executed, but she Saeed, like killed that guy for her and she rolled out. Yeah, but she we, escaped because we thought of him. she got away though, right? Didn't, right, didn't we? Okay, but we did. But we didn't know what happened to her. That was the thing. You just and, don't and, know. But, but also the way that he stares at the photograph, at least in the earlier part of the season, before he got some of that Shannon loving. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you, it was very much like a ah my my passed away uh, lover type emotion was coming from those scenes. Sure. 
Well, that brings us to the final scene in the present. Saeed goes to see Locke and uh, he's like, on, you know, touching his head. Now the war wound, fucking with him about the, the scar, yeah. right? Because he knows he was lying about that or at least not telling a whole truth there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like, take me to the hatch, bitch. And Locke's like, well, I already told you. And he's like, look, we're not playing no games no more. I will torture you. Yeah. And Locke's like, that's fair. We assume. I love the last little bit with Saeed with the, under the glow of the fire just saying, hey, no more lies. Mm-hmm. So cool. I love me some Saeed. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to everybody's favorite segment. Beach, please. Beach, please. It is the segment of the show where I tell you guys a little bit of trivia, a little bit of fun bloopers, continuity errors, tids and bits, tids and bits about the episode we just watched. And uh, can't we got a couple little things we can talk about here? A couple fun things. Uh, there is a little continuity error that seemingly has popped up in the episode. I don't know if we we didn't talk about it in the review, which makes me happy to bring it up now. And that is Shannon's knowledge of the location of the Halliburton key and case for the guns. Because seemingly up to this point in the show, at least, the only people who have been shown to know that the gun, where the gun case is and where the key is are Kate, Locke, and Jack. Huh. So how did Shannon know where to get the guns? It's just something they've been talking about. Shit gets around. Yeah, <laughs> You got nothing else to talk about on the island. Yeah, I mean, there's a guy. Is that key on his neck? I mean, that would be a question. They're all gossipy bitches on that island. They are, especially Hurley. Beach, please. You know Hurley's giving up everything. He does, in fact, in the next episode. Yeah, I just told Steve about the polar bear. (laughs) Uh, Donnie Keshawartz. I hope I'm pronouncing that name. Probably not. Donnie Keshawartz, who plays Assam. Uh, has had a bunch of smaller roles in a ton of movies and TV shows, uh, most notably according to his IMDb. Uh, he has a, a role in Ad Astra starring Brad Pitt. Ooh. Uh, he is in a show called The Cobbler. He's in The Wolf of Wall Street. But most recently, Kit, uh, he's been on True Detective Night Country. Ooh. So if you liked a sum and you want more of them, you can tune in to True Detective Night Country, I which am is currently in. playing now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see here at the warehouse when Haddad kind of meets up with uh, Assam and Saeed and is kind of giving them the plan. He has them wear like a like uh, like a UPS driver's sort of overalls. Right. Uh, Saeed's overalls has the name tag written Steve on the jacket. But when he first puts it on, it is upside down. But when they get into the van, it flips right back up. So just he noticed. Fun little. Like, this is embarrassing. Like, well, I can't. I'm not going to do a terrorism with an upside down <laughs> name tag. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the number eight one five appears in the show, like it most often does, in a in a building that Saeed is leaving. I believe it's in uh, a flashback in Sydney. He's he walks out of a building, and the number eight one five is just there. And one of the one of the lesser. Uh, the the least cool introductions of that number into the series because sometimes they do like really clever like ah uh, the lock locks parents episode when they were like aisle eight aisle fifteen like that yeah. kind of stuff is fun yeah this one just kind of like yeah there it is eight one five yeah eight one five you know it you love it he just uh, says it out of nowhere uh, we mentioned that Assam and his buds are playing Half Life in uh or maybe it wasn't Half Life two maybe it was just Half Life maybe we have, maybe I got that wrong maybe it was just the original Half Life. So, Kit, in the episode ranking list of the first season episodes, we kind of referenced it a couple times throughout the the coverage. Do you want to guess on where this episode ranks on that list? Ah, low, if there's any kind of justice. It's pretty low. Yeah, I would say what, uh, 16. Ooh, very close. 17. Dang. 
very close. Yeah, this one ranks 17th out of all the episodes in terms of quality, which uh, which episodes are best according to this list that we've been referencing. So there you go. And that concludes this week's or this episode's edition of Rage, please. Now it's time for our Mile High Club moments, our top three favorite moments of the episode. Uh, Steve, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is just Charlie following Sawyer around with the baby. Uh, there's a point where Charlie's kind of he can't it's find like anybody. A brief moment at the end of that scene where Sawyer's kind of looking back. Yeah, he finds out that whenever Sawyer talks, and usually he's like, he's like, "Hey, ba- can you can you quiet baby Huey down?" Chuckles. Um, and every time Sawyer talks, the baby stops crying, and so Charlie's just kind of following him around. And yeah, like you mentioned, that little scene of. Josh Holloway looking back like, what, what are you doing? Quit follow me. Get away. And then at the end of the episode, he's reading that car magazine to him and and the little turnip head is loving it. He's loving it. I, I agree. That's my number three as well. But specifically just the part where he's following him around. And it's initially being realized because I think they ruined the effectiveness of the car reading scene for me personally, because it's great. The setup is great. The fact that it's a car magazine, the dialogue is just like 400 horsepower twin turbo engine. Like all that stuff's funny. He's wearing the glasses again. So that's a throwback. You get to see him wearing those, but the scene is ruined by Sawyer repeatedly only reads one line. The baby cries again. And Charlie says, no, keep going, keep going, fucking keep going. (laughs) Read a whole paragraph. You can do it. Like what is going on? Like it just, the comedy is undercut by the idiocy of him continuing to, am I doing a good job? Me? You can Uh? tell the baby stopped crying, you know? Yeah. But if Claire had walked up and the baby was quiet or sleeping even, and they were just like cutely doing baby stuff, that would have been great. But instead like the baby's still awake. It's still kind of upset. He's like, shh, the baby's crying. What are you shushing? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Claire, shut the fuck up. It's a, (laughs) it's a nitpick, but, but I do love that first scene where he's chasing him around. And so he's like, get the fuck away from me, dude. Mm -hmm. Um, what's your number two? Oh gosh. My number two is, uh, Saeed interrogating Locke in the jungle. Mm -hmm. We, uh, we spoke about that briefly. I just, it really is a battle of wars between two of the smartest and most capable people on the island and i don't think we've had too much john Locke saeed interactions up to this point not enough for sure saeed's kind of the we've talked a lot about the jacks the king locks the pope um and saeed's an outlier though he's like the omega man you know (laughs) (laughs) he's the omega man yeah um but yeah that's a good scene my number two is uh kind of cheating it's specifically when assam commits suicide just because that did shock me but just with a little bit of flavoring of uh, when Saeed changed flights to uh, claim his body. Mm. Just because that was kind of a shocking, like, ooh, nice twist. Because you know, that's what placed him on that plane was was a good act of all things, you know. Yeah. Um, but ultimately from his choice to screw his friend over as well. So, yeah. But yeah, that's my number two. Steve, you're number one. My number one is Saeed changing his flight to help his friend. Nice. Uh, it's a very great character moment of just kind of accentuating that Saeed has a heart of gold. He's, you can always count on him to be a good guy in the, at the end of things, even if his methods can be a little rough and tumble at times. And just that idea of like, not only is he being there for his friend that he failed, he did fail his friend, but he's, he's being there at the end here, but he also, he gets to kind of stick it to the, 
the agents a little bit who are the real villains in that situation. Because logistically, that's a nightmare to change flights. Oh, yeah. And then he, he knows that Hewitt's going to have like a whole day of paperwork ahead of him. It's going to ruin my whole day. I wanted to do all <laughs> kinds of cool CIS type stuff. But now I've got to look at Priceline and try to get this bloke up, up to L.A. Yeah, I've only got a certain budget. I'm not here to fuck spiders. I'm here to put Saeed on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And there's that shot of him walking away from them in slow motion. You think there's going to be another explosion behind him. Maybe it'll be a Psalm's body because I don't know if they actually uh, took out those. (laughs) Like that last shot is like, yes, I stick it to him. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my number one. My number one is the banter between Saeed and Locke when they're interrogating each other in the woods. I just, it's such a great, two of my favorite characters. Are ones and twos flipped? Top of their game. They are. Oh, we we could have had a wee all everybody. Almost. Almost. Uh, I think we got one coming up in a second anyway. But yeah, I just think that's one of my favorite scenes in mm. recent memory. Uh, big, big fun. Big, big fun. And an otherwise mid episode, as the kids would say. Yeah. Uh, our passenger princess is what's up now. It's our favorite performance of the episode. And I got to imagine we got a Naveen Andrews. We all everybody. Right. We all everybody. That's right. I do want to give a special shout out to. uh Donnie Keshawaritz as, as Assam. I thought yeah. he was really good. I actually was like, do I give it to Assam? I can't resist Naveen Andrews' beautiful eyes. I can't It'll I can't be between that. Naveen and Terry Quinn as most nominated ever, I think. Uh, eventually, Lily gets nominated a lot, too. It's but those three for sure. Yeah. Sorry. What? People that were watching the video just saw me devolve into... <laughs> 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 Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Oh, Madison's know. not here to, <laughs> to bonk. To bonk, yeah. <laughs> Off air, she needs way more bonking, okay? I just want to be everybody Oh, you're talking about Madison. Yeah, 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 yeah not yeah. Evangeline. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. She's not here to defend herself, so yeah, yeah drag her. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking drag her. Uh, which brings us to our lost and found segment. We did have a solution we thought we already had because Steve lied to us uh, about who knocked, Nav- uh, not Naveen, uh, Saeed out, which was in fact Locke and not mm-hmm. Ethan. But I don't think any other I- mysteries of the island revealed themselves um, at this point. No, that is the only one that I have uh, written down that is f- that is solved today is who who knocked out uh, Saeed. It was John Locke. Nor were there any other mysteries posed i don't think in this episode no questions uh asked for the first time in this episode so but that's all the time we have for episode 21 tune in later in the week for our breakdown of newsies that's right newsies and it's then, a fine life carrying the banner chris it is and just remember that headlines don't sell newspaper headlines don't sell papes newsies Newsy sell do. papes that's right and then friday our breakdown of episode 22 of Lost, and then we'll be actually wrapping up all of season one of Lost episodes 23, 24, and 25 next week. Next week, baby. Next so week. Look forward to that. Those will be some big, fun episodes, big finales. Big. It's a three part finale. So that's what's coming up soon. That's all the time we have for right now. We've got to go return some videotapes, not papes. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming. He would have been fine. He wouldn't be on the crashy plane if he had just dipped out. He'd be sitting with Nadia right now. Yeah. Now the, we planning the next tower. And if these guys are telling Sorry. the truth. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that tower. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oof. H clapping. <laughs> Not...
planes, you think? Not a terrorism. <laughs> you, it was planes, you think? That's what I was joking about? There was two of them, at least. Yeah, delete all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> I was like, Steve's really offended by a sex joke. It's not like him. <laughs> oh, and then it dawned on me. <laughs> I might put that in the post credits. <laughs> God. Fuck.